Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. You know the drill. This episode is brought to you by Zabo Apparel Company. They're Cleveland-based, veteran-owned. You know exactly what they have. They got all the Cleveland teams. They got great military gear, local high schools, Lake Erie stuff. You name it, they got it. Check them out, Apparel.com. They're also now giving out free face masks for COVID. They hung a sign on their door in their Vermilion store today, which reads, and I quote, Thank you for wearing a mask and social distancing inside. The Browns have a Super Bowl to win this year, and we really like to win it. We have free masks for those that need them. You hear that? Free. Wear your masks, therefore the Browns can maybe win a Super Bowl. This episode, we jump all over the place. Let's get right into it. Here we go. I still believe through the cold and through the heat, through the rain. We are recording. We're live. Welcome back, loyal dogs of war. Welcome back, Kevin. How kick-ass is that new intro song? I like it a lot. It took me a little while to figure out where I knew it from. Shout out to Waco on Netflix. Free ad. If you haven't seen Waco yet, you need to watch it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I remember hearing that song being like, well, there's so many lyrics here that just apply to Brown's fanship and the Dogs of War podcast. So I don't know, even know who sings it, but if that guy's still alive, we should try to get him on the pod. We'll get him on, yeah. If he's still alive. If not, rest in peace and uh, right. thoughts and prayers to his friends and family. Or he could get pissed off at like there's some kind of copyright infringement for committing. It's a great scene. You, I mean, you've seen Waco. Yeah, I'm talking about us using it on our show. We'll consult our. It's quarantine. It's quarantine. I'm so bored that a lawsuit would be welcomed. We'll we'll, uh, we'll consult our legal team that's yeah, legal system a bunch of the unpaid interns that are also lawyers um oh big news in my world so last week golfed shot an 83 for those of you that don't golf there are maybe five guys in history that have ever shot an 83 i framed the scorecard and the glove um followed that up by going to my parents for the weekend played the country club that i grew up caddying at my glorious return, I actually got a caddy, shot 110. So that was kind of demoralizing. I thought I was sick at golf for like a week. Turns out I still suck, but, you know, silver linings, 83. You framed an 83? Oh, yeah. It was, it was my best round by like 10 strokes. And you said only five people in history have gotten 83 before? Yeah, dude. Look it up. It's science. All right. No, that's a good round. 83 is a nice... Uh... It's a nice round. I, I mean, I couldn't do it right now, so props to you. Yeah, damn right you couldn't do it. Went to a steakhouse last night. Was treated to a nice steak dinner. It was my birthday. No big deal. Shout out birthday to me. Happy oh, nice. Birthday Kate's birthday's today. Not to Happy cut off your Happy birthday. birthday, Kate. Yeah, I was treated to a nice dinner at a, a nice steakhouse downtown. No free ads, except for the Netflix one we just did. So I'm not going to say the name, but... Me and this uh, individual, we were seated outside on a patio, super nice patio. We're sitting there getting some apps, getting some drinks, you know, warming up a little bit. Just look over the menu, deciding, you know, I mean, bone, bone and ribeye, of course. But oh, yeah. um, except I went with the filet because they were donating proceeds from all filet orders to a charity. So I was being 
hospitable and charitable. Anyway, a philanthropist. There you go. Sitting on the patio and I look over and there's a black guy and his two daughters being escorted up to sit at the table like right next to us. Yes, the color matters. We'll get there in a second. Black guy and his two daughters get seated at the table like next to us or a couple over. And he's in a full track suit, a sexy ass gold, what I think was a Rolex. And he had on this pair of Air Maxes that I've been looking at for like a year and like keep thinking, do I want these? Do I want these? Like, I kind of want these. But the way he was rocking them and rolled in, I'm like, I'm for sure buying those shoes now. Anyway, uh, first things first, if you roll into a now, granted, the steakhouse, you know, you know, I wasn't in like a suit and tie or a jacket, right? But if you roll into a steakhouse with a full sweatsuit on, you're just automatic like a badass. Like that is that is a big dick in the locker room move just to roll in like that sweatsuit and Air Maxes on. Like you have to be very, very comfortable with yourself to do that. I am not even close to being that comfortable with myself, but I hope someday I am. You shouldn't be that comfortable with yourself. Go on. Anyway, so he, him and his two daughters, I think there's two daughters, they sit down at this table. Um, they order right off the jump. Two big platters of crab legs come out. I'm like, oh, these guys are professionals. Anyway, behind him is this table of two white guys. They look like two brothers. They had like a bottle of wine, a couple of steaks in front of them. They're just shooting the shit, laughing. So we're kind of in like a triangle. Like it's me, and then next to me is the guy and his daughters, and he's got his back to the the two brothers that are behind him. Right. So we're all going about our thing, our business. We're sitting there, everyone, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not even looking over anywhere. I'm just, you know, focused on the, the person I'm eating my meal with. Great steak, great food, great shrimp cocktail. Anyway, all of a sudden, like halfway through dinner, I hear a fork slammed down onto this plate, like loud. And then the black gentleman stands up and turns around to face the two white guys and goes, you know, I can hear you. Like, I, 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 I heard what you just said. And like, I can't have that. And so I'm sitting there like, oh no. So one of those one of those guys said something racist or you know, said something about his tracksuit or something. But like the way he just stood up and just turned around and was like, I heard what you said, I can hear what you're saying. Like I can't I can't have that, I can't let that stand. So then those two white guys got even ten shades whiter in their face. And I'm sitting there like, oh no. Like, cause everyone everyone I think it's safe to say is pretty on edge right now. You know, there's still, it's been a rough couple months, right? I'm on edge. Yeah, go ahead. I'm talking about like in, like in general. Like yeah, I know. I get you. He's just turning around. He's a pretty big dude. He's got dreads down to his ass. You know, he's, he's intimidating. I'd be very intimidated. So he's just staring down at these two white guys who are just looking up at him. Once again, he goes, I heard you. I can't believe you would say that. And he pauses and like half the patio is now like horrified. Like just like no one's even breathing because there's things like a fight's about to break out or, or something. He goes... I can't let you motherfuckers say that Tim Duncan's better than Kobe Bryant. Oh, my God. It was the greatest thing that's ever happened. And then everyone starts laughing. I'm, like, fist pumping. I turn over, and I'm, like, I'm jumping. I said out loud. I'm, like, I'm jumping in on this one now. He looks over at me. He's with, like, that, are you kidding me face? Like, that these two guys would say that. And the two white guys are looking at me, like, yeah, like, back us up. I'm, like, absolutely not. I'm with my man right here. Are you out of your mind? You're trying to piss on Kobe's grave. I was like, no, Kobe is for sure better than Tim Duncan. Are you out of your minds? Duncan's a legend. Let's not, that's not, you know, we got to give him his flowers. But, oh, my God, it was 
the biggest relief, and it was hilarious. And then we're all talking. We start talking like basketball. Like, we're in like a triangle. Everyone's like you know 10, 20 feet apart. So we're like, almost like half yelling to each other. And then uh, the individual I was with was starting to get frustrated because then I was like, yo, so who do you guys got for MVP? Like, I kept like just like saying, <laughs> talk sports. And then the person I was with was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, stop talking. <laughs> we're not talking NBA right now. So, yes, that is why I brought up color at first because it mattered in the context of what the entire patio was thinking when a large black guy stands up and turns around and looks at two white guys and said, I heard what you said. I don't know. I can't let that stand. And he was pointing at his ear when he was saying it too. He's like, I, I heard you. And I'm like, oh no. They were like whispering some stupid joke or made some stupid comment about maybe his daughters or something. I was like, there's about to be a fight here. And I'm absolutely on the black guy's side. But it was something. It was, but like just to have, to have him go, I can't let you say, you know, Dunk is better than Kobe. I was just so elated at that point. And then, like, of course, I just jumped right in. And even when I, when I was walking out or when we were walking out, he was still there. They were still – because they came in, like, after us. They were still finishing their meal. I walked by him. I'm like, dunking over Kobe. Are you kidding me? He goes, I'm saying. And then I was like, have a good night, man. He's like, yeah, you too. So that was the highlight of my birthday was that moment. That's a really right? good story. And the fact that I lived to see another year. Yeah. So if I ever, if I ever do stand-up, which I won't, that will definitely be on the road with me. That that story. That's a really good story, and it's pretty wholesome. All thank you. Consider well done. Good for that guy, and uh, hooray for that situation not being what everybody listening clearly thought was going to be. It, it was perfect. It was it was absolutely perfect. Like I was I was so happy, and then we're all just sitting there shooting the shit talking about basketball, and then the person I was with was like, "All right, enough." Should we segue into talking about NFL related information? Yeah, first, one more thing on birthdays. Do you get excited for birthdays? Do you care about birthdays? Um, no, not any. I mean, mine's in February, which is just easily the shittiest month of the year. So kind of, just because there's nothing else to look forward to. But I do think it's annoying when people have to have a get-together for their birthday every year. It's like, all right, you're 33 now. Like, you don't have to invite. Like, we have a lot of friends. It's like, you have to go to a birthday party for every person's birthday. Some people, and it's more, I think, when we're a little younger, like maybe in like, you know, early, mid-20s, they don't have birthdays. They don't have birthday weeks. They have birthday months. And they use that like two to three weeks in any direction of their birthday as an excuse to be like, oh, I got to go have dinner with this crew. And I'm having dinner with this crew and drinks with this crew. And like, they make this whole big deal out of it. Uh, I really don't like birthdays. I'm talking about my own, my own birthday. Like, I just, I don't care. Like there were, there was actually like two, I also, I mean, I, I worked all day on my birthday yesterday because I'm a normal contributing member of society and it's a Wednesday. I mean, there's a couple of times like people have, like wish they had a birthday. I'm like, oh, I like forgot for the last couple hours. Um, and people are like, you're a sourpuss, you're a Grinch, like, you know, cheer up. I'm one of the happiest people in the world. I just could not care less about my birthday. One, it's 32. Who cares? Like, there's nothing to look forward to now in, like, ages, you know? Like, growing <laughs> up, like, all right, like, you know, how far away from getting my license in 16 or then 18, 21, and then 25? You know, now it's just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm having, I'm having more fun now than I ever had in my 20s, but I just – I can't get into my own birthday. And people, like, my, my mom and, like, people are like, oh, that's so sad. Like, you should be – you should celebrate it. And I'm like, you guys can celebrate all you want. Like, I'll, I'll come along for the – the ride, but I don't like people fussing about it. I don't like people buying me shit, or so that's why I don't like my birthday. And that's uh, I didn't know I was gonna have a rant today. I just wanted to get your opinion on birthdays. Yeah, um, Kate's Kate's birthday is actually tonight. Where I mean, we're having dinner, but I got her presents. I got her a 
I got her golf shoes and I got her a golf head cover, which I'm really lobbying hard for that golf lifestyle since, you know, the 83 and all. But I basically woke up this morning. She went on a walk with a friend. I folded laundry, swifter, it's swifter, id. What's when you use a swifter, how do you say that in past tense? Swifted? Swifted. I vacuumed and swifted, um, made coffee, wrapped the presents. It was pretty badass on my part now that I say it all out loud, but she's pretty cool with it. I don't think she ever went with the uh, birthday month phase, but I, don't, I do want a surprise birthday party for me someday, though, just out of principle, maybe when I hit 40, but just one before I die. But other than that, yeah, I'm pretty chill on birthdays. I've never had a surprise birthday. I guess it means I don't have many friends. That's not true. You just don't have any good friends. All right. That's which fair. Ne- which neither do I technically because I haven't had one either. So, yeah, let's get into NFL news. The Washington Redskins have officially changed their name. At least I think it's official. They are now known as, drumroll please, the Washington football team. It's official. But here, here's the thing. I'm glad we're talking about this. People out there are thinking that this is their new permanent name moving forward. From my understanding, this is their temporary name while they figure out a new actual name for their team. They got rid of the Redskins, obviously, because of the controversy with that name. But this is like a temporary placeholder until they all agree on a new name and everything. Is that, isn't that correct? Uh, that's what I understand, but like I some, have no idea. Some people think like it's like their official name moving forward. There's no way. It's just a temporary. Dan Snyder wanted a temporary name. And that's what they went with. So it's how hard would it be to come up with an like you're in Washington D.C. Like there's so many names associated with the country that you could choose. I'm on board with the Seminoles. The Washington wait isn't that from the like replacements? A, from the replacements. Wait, Seminoles is that like a tribe thing? But that's not like that's yeah. It's not like that's not like a disrespectful thing though. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, you could be the Washington. Corrupt politicians. Who knows? But are they going to be called the? Are they going to be referred to as the Washington Washington Football Team? That's a great question. I don't know. Probably not. But I thought that was funny, so I thought I'd share with it. Anyway, good luck, Washington Redskins, on your significantly less racist franchise. Uh, moving right along here, the preseason. Wait, I lied. I'm sorry. Seminoles. Florida State's a Seminoles, right? The Noles. Yeah. yeah. The, the replacements to film, they're the Sentinels. That's Sentinels! I should have called you out on that. Yeah, you're the yeah. movie guy here. That's pretty embarrassing for you. So it's yeah. not really my mistake. It's yours. All right. Yeah, that, that's on me. That's on me. Hand up. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm tapping my chest right now. Uh, yeah, Sentinels. 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 Not Seminoles. Sorry. Yeah, it sounds similar. I get you. Um, so is the preseason officially canceled or it's pretty gone. much canceled? It's all right. Gone. Um, so, mixed emotions I, on that. Yeah, all right. So there's a few things. One... I was more welcoming to the preseason this year than ever because obviously we got it. They're not having been pre- they reported that everyone reported this week to camp for the most part. I think at least rookies, but I mean, it's been all summer of, of being apart from everyone. So I figured the preseason would be a welcome practice session for everyone to break off the summer rust, the quarantine rust. I know they're trying their best over zoom or whatever the hell they're doing. But uh, at the same time though, I hate the preseason so bad because I just cringe the whole time. And just every time someone even gets like tapped, because if someone gets hurt, the most Browns thing in the world is be, you know, our starters play like two series the whole preseason, but then like three of them get hurt in one of those series. <laughs> so I, that's why I hate the preseason because I don't want someone to get hurt. But yeah, they got rid of the preseason. Uh, they reduced like the, the preseason roster size by 10 players, I believe I saw. 
So they're really doing everything they can to minimize the exposure to COVID, which also segue into our next topic right there. Thank you, Kevin. Was a lot of stadiums, I've seen some stadiums talking that they're going to actually allow 25 or 50% of fans in the stadium this fall for football as of right now. Dude, I'm, as far as that goes, I'm like, if you told me right now nobody's allowed in but you're having the season, I'd take it. People are like, oh, of course the Browns are going to be good when the feds can't go to the game. I'm like, I don't care. That stadium is goddamn freezing. I will celebrate alone. I'll celebrate at a bar properly spaced away from people, of course. I don't care. Just let the boys play. But, I mean, I get it. I'm just like, please, let's have a season. Make it set in stone. Yeah. It's very, very obvious. And if, if everyone already knows this, or if you haven't thought about it, you're going to agree with this instantly. If and or when there would ever be a season where no fans were allowed in the stadium, the Browns will 1,000% win the Super Bowl. I'll, I'll take it. So when people are like, oh, this would happen. Like, like that, that's going to, like that's, that's what be, that's what the Browns would do. Like that's, I'm not even, there's not even a debate. That's just, that's what will happen. Don't jinx us. I mean, I'll, cause again, I'll take I'm knocked on wood. I'm knocking on wood. I'm knocking on wood. Yeah. I will take it. If, if people want to complete, I'll take a, a 10 and six season that we can't attend. Let alone Super Bowl, whatever. Just I think. Us- the funniest thing that I keep seeing them do is in all like the, the images or the tweets and the announcements that they keep putting out the NFL or the individual you know team owners is that masks will be required as if that's some like big fucking deal. Are, and I've seen some people, I'm just going to repeat like the thousand tweets I've said seeing the same thing. I will wear a mask, a tutu, a thong. I don't care what I, I if you let me come in and watch this game, I will wear whatever you want me to considering that we thought we we're not going to have a lot of fans in here dress me up however you want just get me into the stadium yeah i don't care if i'm wearing a mask people are gonna if there's 25 percent in of fans in these stadiums we're not i don't know like i'm trying to think these are gonna be people that have to like fight and vie for these tickets like the season ticket holders are gonna be going to like all this they're not gonna be just giving them out like corporations are gonna be just handing them out to their any employee in the world like you're gonna have to earn your admission to go to these games now it's 25 percent (laughs) <laughs> I'm just imagining a uh, like a hazmat suit painted orange and brown. I, whatever, that'd be sick. We'll get the. the we we'll got to bring back the uh, the Browns construction hard hats. No, uh, actual actual Browns news. Congratulations, Miles Garrett, on having more money than God. Let's so we, see here. We brought this up on the last cast. I did that quick interruption because we recorded the podcast right before Miles signed that deal. So the the high level, the the bullet points of this, he just signed a extension, contract extension with a hundred million dollars in total guarantees, which is the most ever paid to a defensive player, and fifty million of that was guaranteed at signing. So yes, there's he has the potential to go up to like one twenty or more, whatever it is. I, we're not even going to try and break down the contract stuff. <laughs> you just double guarantee it because it no. A fifty million guarantee. No, no, no. He said hundred million guaranteed with a fifty million dollar, a well, fifty million dollar bonus. I don't know. I'm cutting that. NFL out. contracts confuse the shit out of me. No, keep it going. It's funny. Um. So yeah, I said no. He has a hundred million in, in guaranteed money. Fifty million of that was at signing. He got at signing. So think about that. first of all. Congrats to Miles Garrett, friend of the program or friend of the Instagram account. We're still waiting for you to to come on because you said you would. No big deal. Um. 
<laughs> let's uh, let's just think about for a second. Well, one, we gotta have you gotta be built like a Greek god. You gotta be one of the best athletes of the generation. Check and check. Yeah, and then you're sitting at a table, and someone just slides a piece of paper across to you with nine figure salary on it, with a hundred million dollars, saying, "We're going to you sign this contract right here. As soon as you sign it, this money is yours. You sign your name." And then right when you're done signing, like that night, $50 million, whatever, minus tax, all that, shut up. Not you, people listening. Uh, just is direct deposit in your bank account. And you just like, you're just sitting there like, you know, on the couch in the crib and you get a notification from like your Chase app that, you know, there's $30 million sitting in your bank account right now just because you signed a piece of paper. Yeah, that is, that is aircraft carrier money. Miles Garrett, please invite us to your aircraft that you inevitably buy and put on Lake Erie. That really is insane. He doesn't seem like a – he seems just like a very – he obviously is a pretty humble dude. We all know that. I see him as being a pretty frugal guy too. I don't see him like going out and, and just buying dumb, flashy shit. I mean, I hope he does something with that. Like just buy one like outrageous – just, just get one yacht. You know you want a yacht. Get one Lambo, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so congrats to him. Happy for that. Happy that we finally extended a, a, an original draft pick of ours even though it was a no-brainer. You're number one overall, and you're, you know. What I don't like is uh, he wasn't – he wasn't – they came out with some rankings of defensive players, like, right after this. Oh, yeah, he was, like, 10th or something? I don't, it was something outrageous. Like, that. there's no way. And I, homerism or not, like, there's no way. I kind of like it, though, because it's just like, yeah, make him mad. Yeah, he was at least fifth or something. It was just, I mean, whatever. But, hey, I think uh, – and he wrote that really cool letter – about, you know, how, he, you know, once he left Cleveland and how he's really committed to everything and it's everything you want to hear from him. You know, he's already, he's, you know, very much bought into the city. So, yeah, um, I actually thought his contract would be for more, to be honest. Um, but I'm happy for, for him, happy with what he got. And I'm just now fascinated to see what happens next year when we start talking about, you know, Baker. Do you ever wonder the, uh, <laughs> just thought of this, when you're giving somebody a contract or you're trying to get a contract, whether whatever side of the table you're sitting on, you come to a hundred million dollars, right? His is actually like 125, I think. With whatever. Every, yeah. If he pulls it off. Yeah. But do you ever think somebody just goes, make it 125 million and $750,000 on top of that. And then they say, come on. It's all right. Or I'll walk or I'll walk. And then boom, you just like bullied them into $750,000 more. I think at that point, I see what you're saying, but if, if you get to the point where someone's putting a nine-figure contract in front of you, I don't want to fuck that up. So I'm signing and getting the – because, I mean, what if, uh, you know, what if you wait five more minutes and you don't realize that the, 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 the roof of the room, the ceiling in the room isn't stable and a desk falls from the floor above and rips your one arm off or your one leg off? You never yeah, know. Yeah, that's – that's, I thought you were going to go with – you're going to give that contract to somebody else. Guaranteed. He could be the worst player in the league for the next five years, which he won't be. He still gets $100 million once he signs that piece of paper. doesn't matter. So, yeah, I'm signing that as quick as – if it's a lesser, a much lesser deal, it's a little different. But if someone puts $100 million in front of me, I'm writing my name as fast as I can. Well, to my point, again, that same – the same spirit of that haggle, do you think the Browns could have gone with, we're going to offer them $90 million? Not I can't really do it because of the market of what these DNs are getting paid, but something along the lines of that. Not quite a hundred billion dollars. Ninety-nine million seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Do you think that his incident with Pittsburgh 
decreased what the contract could have been? Do you think if that didn't happen, he would have gotten even a little more? Uh, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. They, might have tried, so. they might have tried to leverage it, but somebody was going to pay him that money. Yeah. And I don't think so personally, but I've just seen like random conversations on the Twitterverse. So I had doubt it, but nobody, anybody that pretends to know, I think are full of shit. That, that's not enough money that by no means is it leverage on him. Like he was still, he still is one of the best in the league. And yeah, it's, he's young as shit. It's probably the third most position. It's probably the third most important position in the game. And dude is a Greek god, as you said. I don't know. That's a question for a, a real fake sports analyst. <laughs> See what I did there? Well, congrats to Miles. And speaking of Twitter, another great segue by me. We've got to talk about this guy on Twitter who's come right. up. When I started the Instagram account, Angry Browns fans, I just picked a name. I'm like, what's a good, not taken, edgy name? And the time you did it is important too. Yeah, it was two years ago, and I'm like, yeah, I think we'll run with this. And it was after that. No, but it was after the 0 16 season. That's like the big thing here. Yeah, but they were also looking to be sick that year, and they were. Shout out seven and nine, seven nine and one, seven eight and one. Excuse me. I just chose a name, and for anyone that follows, like we don't trash our guys. We don't trash them on this podcast, and we never will. There's some douchebag that I guess was around before me on Twitter named Angry Browns Fan Singular. That is such a douchebag. Excuse my language, mom. But he rips our own guys and is a miserable fan. He's toxic. When Emily and Baker came on the podcast a couple months ago, shout out us for having them on. Their agent was like, you got to avoid this guy. He's toxic. They're like, no, 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 no. It's somebody else. I'm like, well, I appreciate them going to bat for us, but... A name change for the Instagram account might be in order just to differentiate ourselves from this douchebag. If you call yourself a fan, guys, don't be an asshole to your own guys. To piggyback off that, yeah, well, we had Emily on uh, and Baker joined too. You know, their their management, you know, before they go on just a random podcast like ours, they're obviously going to vet what they're doing. Like their management, PRP, aren't just going to let them sit down on some, something they don't know anything about. They like to have their hands on everything for good reason you know, when you're high profile. Um, that being said, so they did their homework and the manager, like Baker and Emily's manager thought that that guy, angry Browns fan on Twitter was us. And, and they, at first they were like, you're like, no, you're not fucking associating with these, this asshole. Like no way. Um, obviously like we show that it's, and they, Emily knows that that's not us. Um, and so does Baker, but yeah, that guy sucks. And it just sucks that he's out there. And I, I you know, people think it's, it's you or, or us, but I think that that's why I'm going to have this conversation because I think that like the angry Browns fans was, was literally a joke of a name. And it was the point because it was, it's memes of, but it's like supporting memes. That was the original 10 of the account. Right. And it was after the 0 16 season. So yes, we were angry Browns fans, but we were still supporting the team. Cause you were still, I mean, look, you're what 0 16 team, you know, has fans that are still putting up supportive memes and, crazy dumb memes like even after an 016 season so some people see it and they automatically think that it's an account that's trashing the team but it's not it could be further from the opposite so yeah i know you've talked about a name change to what something else but if you guys ever took the time to look at and really study my incredibly mediocre brown specific memes you'd see that they're pretty positive so i don't know where i sounded like i was angry that was more of a joke um anyway We'll think about possible uh, possible new name changes in the mix. Figure something out. If you have any good ideas, 
DM Angry Browns fans before the name change occurs, and uh, we'll consider it. Or call the Muni Lot payphone, which we really got to have the Muni Lot payphone back. We haven't done it. We'll get it back next week. We got, some fun, we got some fun people coming out in the next few weeks. Ooh, give them a teaser. Teasers are good. Our first ever, possibly. He committed. It was a verbal commitment. Oh, first ever, first ever recording artist. Hip-hop artist, to be specific. Uh, first, Yeah, and everyone in Cleveland will know him. And then next, we're also going to have someone that you see on scoreboards and commercials. And it's it, we got some fun interviews coming up, so stay tuned. Ooh, I'm late for a resi. So, Kevin, it's been emotional. It's been great. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week with an interview and good night, Cleveland.